Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I really appreciate you sticking with us. We love our Atlanta listeners. we got thousands of people who listen every Saturday, and that just the thought of that excites me because we genuinely want to help people know everything they need to know about buying, selling, or owning real estate or living in it as a tenant. Uh, we want you to know everything you need to know so you can make the best decisions possible for your family. During this segment... What national days are celebrated in early April? You probably know what yesterday was, but what is today? Do you really need to clean your home to get it ready to list? And what steps are necessary to divide or to deed part of your property to a family member? Let's say mom and dad want to deed a portion of their property to a son or daughter so they can build a home. How does that work? My name is Cleve Gaddis. I'm a local real estate broker here in Metro Atlanta. I've been on the radio for about eight years, and you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. The purpose of the show is to help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that's typical with life's biggest investments. And remember, we want to connect with you. We really do. The easiest way to do it is to visit Go Gaddis Radio, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments, push back, share ideas, request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and subscribe to our podcast. We've got a fun topic for today's show. What are the national days celebrated in early April? Well, April 1st, of course, is April Fool's Day. It has long been a day when practical jokes and tricks are played on the unaware, or sometimes the aware. Of course, the trick to a good April Fool's prank is planning if you need to be the first to pull it off. Uh, There's no point in pursuing your prank if someone else beats you to it for sure. Um, I have done a few uh, April Fool's Day uh, jokes where I've talked about us having changes in business or, or changes in things that were not actually there. So I'd be interested in hearing from you how you celebrate April Fool's. I wonder how many of our listeners actually Uh, pranked or pulled a practical joke on someone if you did let us hear about it by sharing your stories of your greatest april fools jokes go to gogaddisradio.com click on comments let me know i'd love to feature a few of those in our next radio show today however april 2nd is believe it or not national peanut butter and jelly day did you know that the average american will have eaten 2,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches by the time he or she graduates from high school In the early 1900s, a PB&J was considered a delicacy and was only served in New York City's finest tea rooms. I can't even imagine a tea room today serving PB&J. In the late 1920s, the price of peanut butter declined, probably thanks to Jimmy Carter and the state of Georgia. And the sandwich became a very popular food for children. During World War II, both peanut butter and jelly were part of the United States soldiers' military ration list. Today might be a good day to try something different with PB&J. Let us know what concoctions you come up with. Uh, Sometimes in the evening when I'm ready for dinner and I want something that's just a little sweet, but something that will fill me up as well, a little PB&J will do it almost every time. Now, I am a, a lot of peanut butter and lot of jelly person. Uh, I know people who put a very little bit of peanut butter. I know people who put a lot of peanut butter and a little jelly, a lot of jelly and a little peanut butter. I also know people who actually put butter on their peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Some people love jelly. Some people love jam. What's the difference? 
I'm sure that you are experiencing your PB&J sandwiches in a way that's unique for you, and we would love for you to share that with us. Go get us, radio.com. Click on Contact Us. Give us a little bit of information. We've got a spring cleaning checklist for sellers. This is from Keeping Current Matters, their March 22nd edition. It says if you want to put your home on the market, if you want to get your home ready to put on the market, you need to make it inviting, show it's cared for, and boost curb appeal. So if you want to make it inviting, here are five easy things to do. Number one, open blinds or curtains and let the light in. You want as much light in that house while people are looking at it as possible. Check light bulbs and replace as needed. Make sure that the the type of light throughout the house is consistent. Don't have a cool light than a warm light. And in many cases, it's kind of that medium between the cool and the warm that is the most effective, that makes it feel most inviting. Take down personal photos or items. And people say, well, I don't want to have to depersonalize my house. Well, the reality is it's not about you depersonalizing it. It's about you not distracting the buyer as they walk through the home. So if you have a wall that has pictures of your family and has grandparents and grandkids and uh, old pictures and new pictures, and sometimes the home buyers might stop and pause and look at your pictures and start considering your family and how you use the home and really what you want them considering is how their family will use your home. You need to fix anything that's broken, and you need to give every room a clear purpose, meaning when somebody walks through a home, they can tell this is the music room, this is the family room, this is the dining room, and this is where we eat, this is the kitchen, this is the kids' room, this is the parents' room, this is the study, the office, the rec room, whatever it is. Five easy things to do to show a home is cared for, and again, this is from Keeping Current Matters, March 2022 edition, clean your vents and your baseboards. It is so true. Sometimes you walk through the house and you have all these air return vents that are dirty, And that certainly doesn't make you think that the rest of the house is clean. Vacuum mop and sweep floors. Declutter the house throughout. You know, when it comes to kitchen countertops, you might only want three or four things on the kitchen countertops, period, no matter how many you have. Organize those countertops, the cabinets, and the closets, and then touch up any scuffs on the wall. Sometimes just a good Mr. Clean sponge lightly wiping on those walls can make them look new. Be careful if you've got some shine on the wall. Sometimes those Mr. Clean sponges will wipe that shine off. And then to boost curb appeal, here's five things you should consider doing. Power wash, outdoor surfaces, driveways, walkways, patios, uh, entry steps, exterior of homes. Sometimes people have siding, and it's just a little green. And pressure washing does wonders. Clean the windows inside and out, man. When you walk into a house and the windows are clean, it's just like the angels are singing down upon that home. Tidy up the landscaping, make it look not, by the way, too difficult to maintain, uh, but make it look very appealing. Freshen up your entry with some with some flowers or paint or make sure you have good lights and then sweep patios, decks, and walkways regularly while the home is listed after everything is pressure washed. So if you are interested for these tips or more to get your home ready to sell, I invite you to go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on Contact Us, ask us for a little information, and we will get with you and help you make the best decisions possible when preparing your home for sale. You could just call us, too, at 770-497-0000. In today's world, sellers are able to sell their houses for a lot more than they thought they could, but the reality is we think we can sell your house for even more than you think you can. One of the things that bothers me is thinking that sellers who are uneducated in today's market wind up leaving stuff on the table, wind up leaving the convenience of being able to control their closing date, wind up leaving money on the table, wind up leaving uncertainty on the table so they have to suffer through that while the home is under contract. 
And I think sellers who are best educated make the best decisions. In today's world, everybody says, hey, you're a seller, you're in charge. You are, but you have to understand the ways that you're in charge so that you can make better decisions. I have sellers all the time, uh, not my sellers, but sellers that I talk to after they sell their home who realize they've made mistakes after they've closed on their home or after they put their home under contract. And that really hurts my heart when I hear that because I know those people suffer through the frustration and uncertainty of whether or not they're making the right decisions. And you shouldn't have any frustration and you shouldn't have any uncertainty. How do you make sure you don't? Go get us, radio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. Click on Contact Us. We'll reach out to you. We can give you, in my opinion, better advice than most real estate professionals in Metro Atlanta. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly & Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm. With 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta, they specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, uh, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880. 770-497-1880. So you own a large piece of property, and you want to give part of it to your family member, to a family member, to build a home of their own. That is one of my dreams. I'd love to have a piece of property and have two or three other small houses on it that I could give to my kids, my daughters specifically, but their their husbands, if they have husbands and their families, whatever that family looks like, I'd love to do that. Almost have like a little family compound. I don't have the money to do it, but I'm hoping someday I will. And as I, you begin this process, if you want to do what I want to do, and a, a, a halt were to be put on it because you didn't do your research and understand what steps need to be taken first, I'm sure you would be totally aggravated um, at probably everybody except maybe the person you should be aggravated with, which would be you. And I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm judging. I'm not really. Got a listener question. Charles in Gainesville says, my home sits on almost 10 acres and I want to deed part of it to my son and his wife to build a home. Should I get my mortgage lender's permission to transfer the vacant land? The answer is yes. You, If you have a mortgage in place on the property, you must get your lender's permission because they have to release that property from the security. They have to release that property as collateral on the mortgage because if your uh, son and his wife want to get a mortgage or a construction loan to build a property, that lender is going to expect that land to be free and clear. You also need to make sure, and this is whether you're paying cash or you, you don't owe a mortgage on the house, or you do have a mortgage on the, couch, on the house, you want to make sure that the zoning laws in your area would actually allow that. Because in some cases, you cannot subdivide property based on restrictions of the community association, HOA, whatever it might be. Uh, and in other cases, just because of city or county zoning restrictions, you are not able to subdivide your home. We got a listener question, again, from Charles in Gainesville, uh, who wants to deed part of his property to his son and his wife. And if you have any more questions about doing something similar, give us a call, 770-497-0000. In today's world, we think we can sell your house for a lot more than even a lot more. And one of the things that we are trying to do is to make sure people do not mistakes do not make mistakes when buying or selling their homes. Reach out to us before you do anything in Metro Atlanta, 770-497-0000. In the next segment, we're featuring St. Marlowe Country Club. Are we in a housing bubble? And has FIDO influenced your home buying decision? And who is FIDO? Stick with us. We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. <laughs> 